Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. On the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and Apple Podcasts, the Cleveland Sports Fan page. I'm Burley Gunner, and I hope you enjoyed your Victory Monday, baby. I hope everybody enjoyed Victory Monday. I know I did. It was a special day on Sunday in Cleveland, uh, an emotional day. I cried after the game. It was a very, a, a very nice team victory. And when I mean team, I mean the whole damn city of Cleveland showed out. Second and five in the second quarter, the defense is, is, is trying to make a stop. The the entire stadium is loud as if it was the a, a third and one in the in the in the AFC championship game. It was absolutely electric. It was absolutely something special to be a part of. And I'm so, so grateful and so proud that I will forever be a part of that day in the city of Cleveland at First Energy Stadium. It was just impeccable. It was remarkable. And I hope everybody uh it, it took it all in and enjoyed yesterday as Victory Monday was a beauty. Now I will get to the Monday night football game and the Sunday night football game. But first, how about a little Browns talk? Kevin Stefanski in the locker room after the game. He went on record saying, quote, did we play our best? No, we didn't. Did I coach my best? No, I didn't. I will be better. We have to be better. And then he followed it up stating, good teams identify, correct, and move on. And that's what Cleveland did on Victory Monday. While everybody in Cleveland was out celebrating, partying, having a great time, I know I did. I woke up and it was so sweet to feel that feel so early in the season again and know that there are wins coming right around the corner all season long, double-digit wins, playoffs are coming, and we know it. It just feels perfect. There's nothing nothing better in Cleveland in the fall than Browns football. Listen— The Browns didn't play their best game. They actually played below expectations, in my opinion. In my opinion, they they played, you know, above par, if you will. Which isn't good if you're not a golf guy. 
Baker was asked after the game to assess how the offense played. Quote, not so great. Not so great. Baker Mayfield completed 19 of 21 of his throws. 19 of 21. All right? Last week, Cleveland scored 29 points on Kansas City. Baker didn't throw a touchdown. He only threw one on Sunday. One. He's only asked to throw 21 times on Sunday against Houston. Cleveland puts up 31 points. So why is that? Why is that? You're asking a guy in two weeks to throw 49 times. He completes 40 of them, by the way. And you have 60 total points scored. Your quarterback throws one. Now, how is that? Why is that? I'll tell you why. It's because Baker Mayfield. And now, this isn't a knock on Baker Mayfield. Okay, first of all. Baker Mayfield only has one passing touchdown through two weeks. This is not a knock on Baker. It's actually proving him to be the guy in Cleveland more and more each week. Again, he's 40 for 49 throwing the ball this year. That's an 81% clip. 81% completion rate through two weeks. The Browns have scored, again, 60 points in two games. And Baker has only one touchdown through the air. One. See, people always knock Baker. Why? Why? I don't know. He has been the most efficient quarterback since the Browns returning in 99. Only quarterback since... Only quarterback in 99 to play all 16 games since 99. Okay? People in Cleveland know that. People outside of Cleveland, they don't realize that. They don't understand that. People are just always knocking Baker. The Browns are not the best team in the AFC, in my opinion, because of Baker, however. I don't think that I don't think that the Browns are the best team in the AFC because Baker Mayfield gets them there. The Browns as a whole, damn. They're good. The defense needs to step it up a little bit. I will admit. But damn it, can we please just give Joe Woods a break for, for, for just a quick second, okay? Here, just hear me out about Joe Woods. Everyone, this is what I heard all day Sunday. The only negative thing that I heard out of anybody's mouth, nobody there was talking negative about Baker. Nobody was talking negative about Chubb, the offense, nobody. I didn't hear anything about Odell either. Only good things. The only bad things that I heard on Sunday from Cleveland fans were Joe Woods and the defense. That's it. But let me, let me defend let me let me defend my guy Joe Woods for a second. The Texans scored 21 points, all right? 7 of them were late in the game when Cleveland was giving Houston cushion, okay? They had the ball game wrapped up. All right? They, allow them yards, time's going to burn. That by no means were they allowing them to score. By no means was Cleveland trying to let Houston score. That's not what I'm saying. But you understand if you're a football guy, it, late in the game, two-possession game, five, six minutes to go, you know, a little bit of cushion. 
okay? Because the last thing you want is someone beating you down the seam for, for, for a deep bomb and they score in, in, in 14 seconds, a.k.a. week one, Tyreek Hill. That's the last thing you want, all right? So the Browns aren't going to blow everybody out. That's just not – that was the expectation on Sunday, and it, it, it wasn't met, we'll, but – We'll take the victory. I mean, by by no means am I coming on here and trying to be ungrateful about the victory on Sunday. It was a, it was a triumphant victory. It was it was a it was a Cleveland dog fight victory. That's what it was. It was a it, 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 people people counted us out during the game, and it was it was beautiful. And, and Cleveland came out on top, which was inevitable. But the Browns aren't going to blow everybody out. That's not what they're trying to do. The Browns are trying to win ball games, okay? The Cleveland Browns are trying to win football games, all right? And since Kevin Stefanski, by the way, has been in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, that quarterback-coach duo has won 13 football games. They've only lost seven Four of those were to Kansas City and Baltimore. Obviously, the Browns kryptonite the last couple of seasons. Obviously, the teams that are going, that the Browns are going to have to get through to get over the hump and make it to a Super Bowl. But let me repeat that again. Let's not even talk about the wins. Seven losses. Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield together. Seven. Bro. Since 1999, the Browns have had seven losses in every single season besides one. One. Seven or more losses every single season besides one, and they had six. So, for anybody to come here and say that that there's not being work done, and I'm not saying that that's, that's what anybody's saying. But the Browns are not my concern. Maybe that's a homer opinion. I think it's a realistic opinion. Because before we talk about last night's game, my take on the Cleveland Browns leads me into the Sunday night football game where we had Baltimore come from behind and stun the Chiefs 36 to 35. Listen, Baltimore, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, Baltimore. Damn ratbirds. You are in trouble. Let me explain. Yes, Baltimore won that football game on Sunday night. But had Clyde Edwards Elaire. Not fumble the football. (laughs) Baltimore would not have won that game. The Ravens would be facing 0-2 had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not fumbled the football at the 32-yard line. Ravens should be 0-2. What's the problem? The defense. That loaded defense, first of all, banged up. That loaded defense... That's now banked up. That everyone was raving about. 
They've now given up 896 yards through two games. That's second worst in the league. Behind, guess who? The Kansas City Chiefs. Not worst in the NFL. Or not worst in the AFC. Worst in the league. Worst in the league. Kansas City Chiefs. So, let's bring the Chiefs into the conversation. The Ravens and the Chiefs are supposed to be the Browns' biggest competitors. The Browns' kryptonite in the AFC. Well, through two weeks, they've given up the most yards in the National Football League. Yeah. Not only that, but the Ravens and the Chiefs are third and fourth worst in the National Football League when it comes to giving up points to opposing offenses. Titans are in that mix too. So, what am I saying? What exactly, what's my point here? (laughs) The point is, the Cleveland Browns, through two weeks, have scored 60. And Baker Mayfield's only been asked to throw 49 times. One of those games was against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Browns have already shown that they can beat the Bills. The Browns have proven that they can play with the Ravens. They can compete with Baltimore. And Baltimore's defense is only getting worse. And Cleveland showed last year on Monday Night Football that they can indeed put up points against the Ravens. On Sunday night... What we saw was a classic barn burner shootout, hell of a game. We all loved it, back and forth. We all kind we all love that kind of stuff. But when you cut when it breaks down to it, and I know the Browns Chiefs game was high scoring, but the Browns Chiefs game was not the same as the Ravens and Chiefs game. That game was a shootout from the get-go. When Lamar Jackson threw a pick six to start the game, that game was inevitably going to be a shootout. And the defenses through two weeks last week, this isn't just a stat because of the Sunday night football game. They were the worst to giving up yards to opposing offenses after week one as well. So the, the the trend stays true in week two. We'll see how it fares in week three. But these two defenses are bad. They are not good right now. They And I get it. The Browns also have given up like 58 points. But the Browns also gave up 30 plus to the Chiefs. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs, that is, and they gave up 21 to the Texans. And I already explained they gave up 14 to the Texans in real football management time of play. If you understand, if you're a football guy, you're a smart guy, you understand that garbage touchdowns at the end of games doesn't necessarily mean that the defense is giving up touchdowns. It's the scheme of behind the uh what what the defensive coordinator is calling listen we got to we, we i've already explained this we've got to keep them up they catch the ball time goes they have to burn timeouts you understand if you're a football guy 
But th- this is not what we're seeing here with Baltimore and Kansas City. Kansas City, Cleveland walked all over Kansas City's defense. The Browns walked all over that defense, all right? So did the Ravens. So did Baltimore. And Baltimore, their defense, they, they've got stomped by the Raiders and the Chiefs. Now, granted, yes, one of them is inevitable. That's the Chiefs. Okay, you're expected to get stomped by the Chiefs. You have to put up points if you're going to beat the Chiefs, okay? They have the Mahomey, for God's sake. They have Patrick Mahomes, all right? But what's the, I mean, what is the excuse with the Raiders? I, I, I don't get that one. I don't understand how the Raiders can be talked about as a, such, a, such a high-powered football team. Which leads me to my next point. We're going to talk about the AFC West because I think it's about time. The AFC West is very, very, very interesting right now because the Chiefs are not in first place in the division. For the first time actually in September, the Mahomie isn't in first place in the AFC West. Okay, in his career. But if you would have told me that, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, no, sure, that's fine. They probably lost to either Baltimore or Cleveland, and they're 1-1, one and one, and the Chargers started 2-0. and oh. But that's not even the case. That's not even the case. The Chargers and the Chiefs are both tied for last in that division, standing 1-1. One and one. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. The Chargers and Chiefs, neither of them... I get it. I get it. It's just two weeks, but neither of them are in first place in the division. So the idea of either of these teams getting in the driver's seat and cruising, you know, Dale Earnhardt style, that is out the window because we have the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. At 2-0. What? The What? The Denver Broncos? In the not Oakland Raiders? First of all, this will not be a segment where I bash Kansas City. Let me come out and and defend the Chiefs real quick. All right, yeah, I'm going to defend Mahomie. All right. I know Las Vegas didn't necessarily have a walk in the park to go 2-0. But like the Chiefs, the Raiders didn't open up the season versus an extremely hungry and talented Browns team. All right? Which they beat. And then a week later on Sunday Night Football, a game on the road against a pissed-off Baltimore team. The Raiders didn't have to the, the Raiders didn't have that schedule, right? No, I'm not saying it was a walk in the park. Obviously, you know, you have you have you have you have, Bal- you have Baltimore to open up the season. Now that that's not easy. But you got them at home in the new stadium. No COVID issues. Fans are there. I'm not saying they they were supposed to win, but it's it's not the Chiefs going to Baltimore after Baltimore loses in week one. And Pittsburgh 
is no Kansas City. All right? And then, of course, the Broncos play the Giants and the Jaguars. So I'm just going to start with Denver here while I I break down this division, and I'm going to weed them out. I'm going to weed them out of this conversation. I have to. I just have to. I mean, I just have to see more from them. More than just beating the New York football Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. I mean, what I mean, what flavor ice cream would you like? Huh? Huh, Denver? What what what, what kind of cookie would you like? You beat New York? It, it doesn't matter which New York. You beat New York and you beat Jacksonville. Congrats. The Raiders are interesting because I don't believe They are as bad as many people think. I definitely don't think that they are a playoff team. But with John Gruden and Derek Carr, a good quarterback-coach combo, I think that they're going to be relevant. I mean, I I definitely didn't give them enough credit before the season started, but they're going to be relevant throughout the year. I mean, this this will be a team that upsets some people. This is going to be a team that that goes through and upsets some teams left and right throughout the season. Maybe not a 10-win ball club, but you know, eight they're definitely I think going to be a 500 team pushing that 10-win marker, pushing the 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 pedal to the metal in the in the playoffs. Hell, they they may be the, they may be a team that gets in over the Ravens when it comes to the wild card. Remember, I have the Ravens Outside of the playoffs, said pre, said preseason before before even losing to the Raiders. So, if Cleveland wins the division, and it comes down to Baltimore and the Raiders, well, guess what? Due to Week One, the Raiders would get in over the Ratbirds. So let's keep that in the back of our in the back of our minds because this definitely. Um, is a good ball club, and they've proven that they can win games. They're obviously two and zero against two, uh, against the AFC North opponents. So, I mean, going to Heinz Field's no walk in the park. Especially you're getting Big Ben early in the season. It's no walk in the park. Okay, but even at one and one, at even one and one apiece, I still think the Chiefs and the Chargers will compete for one and two in that division. The Chiefs' defense is bad, but their offense, it's going to overpower Denver. It's going to overpower Las Vegas. Those games should be shootouts. I'm not not saying the Chiefs are going to go 4-0 against the Broncos and the Raiders. Raiders might get one. The The Raiders might beat the Chiefs this year. They just might. Don't count them out. I mean, the Chiefs... The Chiefs have the best quarterback. The Chiefs have the best tight end in the division. They have the best receiver in the division. They have the best coach in the division. However, the Chargers, I think, are still the overall better team. I think they're still the overall better sound football team through you know the, the entirety of the roster. You're going to call me crazy, I know. But outside of Mahomes, Kelsey... And the cheetah, I just don't see anything else. You know, the the, the Chargers roster is 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 damn good. 
And I'm not saying Justin Herbert is Patrick Mahomes, but he could be. He's shown that he 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 can. He, I mean, he he had a better rookie season than he than Patrick Mahomes. So he broke Baker Mayfield's record. So the Chiefs, like I said, they have the best quarterback. They have the best tight end. They have the best receiver in that division. Chargers just, they they have the better sound team. Through two weeks of the NFL season, the Chargers have only given up 36 points. That's seventh best in the National Football League. Seventh best. Denver is fifth, however, with only 26 points given up. But again, Jags, uh, Giants, show me more. Also, the Chargers have only given up 354 passing yards. Through the two weeks of the National Football League. That's fifth best in the NFL. Why does that matter? Why is that such a huge thing for the Chargers? Because the Chiefs rely on Mahomey to throw the football. They have no run game. They don't. They just don't. All right. At least not not at least they haven't shown anything. They haven't shown a run game. Pass game is electric. But the but but the Chargers have have shown that that is one of their biggest strengths. Defending the pass. I still see the Chargers um in in this division fighting the Chiefs. Throughout the entirety. Listen, this isn't going to be a landslide. I'm not saying that. But I still have the Chargers winning the division by a game. And I think it's going to come down to probably the Chargers Chiefs second meeting of the football season. It's just the way I see it. We will go to a different topic. Let's talk about some things. I'm not going to go through the entirety of the National Football League. Everything, every, I'm not going to go through every game this Sunday. But I will point some games that either stood out to me um, or, or completely shocked me. So, first of all, the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to give my hats off to the Buffalo Bills. I had them going 0-2. I thought they were going to go to Miami, and I thought that they were going to lose the game and start the season 0-2. I was ragging on the Bills last week. Hats off to them. Not only did they beat Miami, they blew Miami out in their home field. I mean, I would use the excuse that Tua went down, but I mean, 35 to nothing, backup quarterback or not, we're still professionals here in the National Football League. I, I mean... The, the the Bills are going to be a, a good football team. I have them in the playoffs. I think that they're going to be a very strong competitor to the Cleveland Browns. But, I mean, what do I know? The Browns beat them last year. I think the Browns can beat them again. Two years ago. Sorry. The New England Patriots blew out the Jets. And I'm going to have a little parade on this one. A uh, little victory lap, if you will. Twenty-five to six, the Patriots won. I, I I called this from the get-go. It was inevitable. The Patriots should have won in Week One. The way that that the, the fumble happened from from Harris, and they lost the ball game. And then reports are coming out that Mac Jones was so uh, distraught by the loss that he's going to go ahead and and study film 
on the, the, the Jets as a rookie on Sunday night, not even going to go to bed uh, and wake up with a fresh start, just straight up, I'm going to start looking at film tonight on Sunday. That's a big one. Not only that, but Bill Belichick owns the the New York football Jets. And, and you know what? The, the thing is, not only does he own the Jets, but he owns rookie quarterbacks, and it was inevitable that – with Zach Wilson running the offense, it, it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. Listen to these stats from rookie quarterback Zach Jones from BYU. 19 for 33, he had 210 yards, no touchdowns, and he threw four interceptions. He was sacked four times. Not a very good day for for Zach Wilson. I, I I don't I don't understand how anybody could side with the Jets on that one. Um, I, I I hate to I hate to be the guy that said it. I hate to be the guy that said I told you so. But I mean I I, I told you so. The um, Cowboys Chargers game stood out to me. I thought that was a very good ball game throughout the entire game uh, in the second half. I thought there was no way that Dallas was going to come away, uh, come away with that victory, but got to give pro- uh, props to the Dallas Cowboys for not only winning a road game against a good Chargers football team, but they won a, a low-scoring close game. Like This wasn't a shootout. I thought this was going to be a shootout. And if you would have said the, the Cowboys won 45-42, I would have said, yeah. I mean, that, may, that makes a bit of sense. But when you, 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 you talk about Dak Prescott only needing to throw the ball 27 times, completing 23 passes, you know, uh, he, he didn't have to throw a touchdown, and they, and they won the ball game. So that's a very good um, thing for the Dallas Cowboys. You got to give credit where credit is due. And the Titans deserve a little bit of credit because in that ball game, uh, they were down a a big margin. All right. They were down huge in the football game. They came back and won it in overtime against the Seahawks in Seattle. So that's huge. Um, I, I, I said last week that there's no way that the Tennessee Titans can be a come from behind football team. Uh, I, I experienced it myself with the Browns. They, they, they come back, but they can't get back all the way because the, the way they come back is they take, you know, you know, the, the, the freaking tractor that they have behind the, in the backfield behind Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Mr. Tractor Cito, and they run him right up the gut, right, right outside the tackle. And he just bulldozes people over, but you can't do that all game long when you're losing early in the game, because there's only so much time on, on the clock. So you, you, you just can't do that. So the Titans deserve a shout out here. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk about any game, uh, every game, but final game that I want to talk about. Um, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I do want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought they were going to win this ball game, and I'm going to dive into the Steelers for just a quick minute. All right, maybe an extended minute. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers because last week I had I looked at the schedule for the Steelers and I said, "Oh, great! Here we go. Pittsburgh's gonna have a walk in the park and they're just gonna march on, go three, four, five, six, and zero oh, uh, on their way to play the Cleveland Browns." Let me go through the schedule here for the Steelers. Now they did lose to the Raiders, which is which is alarming, okay? Because I thought 
that they would then beat the Bengals. Possibly, and I mean possibly, beat the Packers. But that's a road game, and I'm being hypothetical, and I'm really just trying to, to trying to stretch this one. But let's just say that they would have beat the Packers. Then they get the Broncos at home. They get the Seahawks at home. These are winnable ball games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they just dropped one of the Raiders, who who I I did defend earlier in the show. They will be a good football team, and like I said, they are going to be that team. And if the Steelers are there, uh, you know, in the playoff hunt, again, the Raiders have the the edge, the head to head victory. They would have the tiebreaker over the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I mean. The Steelers, man, they, they, these are games that they're going to have to win early. Ben only threw one touchdown. He threw a pick. Najee Harris only carried the ball 10 times for 38 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. I mean, he, he, I, I don't know. Are, are, are the Raiders are the Raiders better than, than I'm giving credit? I get, I'm giving a little more credit as I talk about them. But are the Raiders, I don't know what to make about the Raiders. I really don't. Except for the fact that they're going to upset some teams and they're not a Super Bowl contending team. Those are the two things that I know about the Las Vegas Raiders. But the Steelers at home, I mean, they only got 17 points against the Raiders. The, the, the Ravens had no problems putting up points against the Raiders. Steelers did. So that, that's a problem. Okay, so final thought. Speaking of problem. I'm going to talk about the Monday Night Football game last night between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Green Bay won the game convincingly, 35-17. to uh, Detroit did score first, and Detroit was leading the ball game there early in the, in the game. It took a little bit of time for Green Bay to find their footing. They came out in the second half, and they were sharp. All right, first of all, shout out to Aaron Jones, of the Green Bay Packers, who last night rushed 17 times, had 67 yards, had four touchdowns, four of them. In his first game at Lambeau Field without his father in attendance, Aaron Jones lost his father, and the first time playing at Lambeau Field without his dad there, the guy lit it up. He had four times. Got in the end zone four times. Okay. Devontae Adams was, it's not that Devontae was nowhere to be found. Okay. He had 100 yards. But what Detroit was doing, they schemed Devontae Adams. And Aaron Jones stepped up on a huge night, a, rem- a-, a remarkable night, and a night that, that he will never forget. You know, and I hope he found his chain. I, I there was a I was watching the post game coverage last night. Aaron Jones was wearing a, a chain that had his father's ashes in a football, and it fell out on one of his touchdowns in the end zone. And, he, and the reporter asked him after the game. He said, "said Did you find it?" He said, "No, the grounds crew is still looking for it." So I I mean, I would have to get up to date on that one, and I hope he found that chain. But let, let's talk about the Packers. So. Obviously, the the huge debacle in Week One when they lost on the road, well, at a neutral site to the Saints, thirty-eight to three. Now they come back and they beat the Lions, thirty-five to seventeen. So we should is it is it now time for us to R E L A X relax? I don't know. 
I mean, Detroit schemed the, the, the pass game pretty well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only had to throw the ball 27 times, completed 22 of his passes, 255 yards. Uh, he threw four touchdowns, but they, I mean, most of them were checkdowns. Three of them were checkdowns to, to Aaron Jones. So, I mean, he was sacked three times, so the offensive line's not great. They're going to have to pick it up. The defense, um, I know they only gave up 17 points, but the defense, again, this is, this is I think, going to be the, the problem for the Lions is, or not the Lions, the Packers is their defense, man. That, that, I mean, I, again, I know they only gave up 17 points, but they only had one sack. All right, they only had one turnover, the the one on the one interception. Okay, the, I mean, Jared Goff just shouldn't be rushing for fifty yards. Okay, the tight end had eight receptions. All right, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit. Maybe. Jared Goff was 26 for 36. All right, 246 yards. All right, two touchdowns, a pick. Again, but he was only sacked one time. And I don't think the Lions have a a, a very good offense at all. So when you're talking about giving up 38 to the Saints, now 17 to the Lions, I'm not saying they should have shut the Lions out, but I felt like the Lions were in a lot more spots to, 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 to score points, and they just didn't. I think the Lions could have put up more points, and they just didn't. Um, not not impressed with Green Bay's defense, but the offense seemed like it was it was it was going very very well, very smoothly. The the one two punch of Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. I mean, that is just it's so key to have because when you, when when the defenses are are scouting out Aaron Jones, guess what? Devontae Adams is going to catch four touchdowns. It's just how they roll over there. They're kind of like, I mean. In a way, I mean, they're. I'm not. Before I shouldn't have even. Stu- I shouldn't have even said this, but I'm going to. In a way, they're like the Chiefs. But don't freak out. What I mean by that is they've got the. You know, the Chiefs have Mahomes. They have Kelsey. They have Tyreek. Well, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. Other than that, they got nothing. So. They beat the Lions. Congratulations. The schedule, we went over this. It's very daunting. They they had to, you know, they, they, they had to San Francisco. They were going to play the 49ers next week on Sunday Night Football. They, they get the Steelers at home. The Bengals is, a, is a, you know, they should win that game even though it's a road game. Then they go to the, a division opponent, the Bears. It, it's just, it's not... You know they get the the Seahawks at home. They go they go to Arrowhead. They have to go to Arizona. They get the Rams. You know they got to go to Baltimore. They get the Browns. It's just not a very easy schedule. And I said that this is going to be the one walk in the park. So we'll see. I mean the my my the focus is on the focus is on the Green Bay Packers. The, not even so much the defense because because the defense shouldn't even be good. The, the defense isn't expected to be good. The Packers offense, that's expected to be good. Aaron Rodgers won an MVP last year. They were in the NFC Championship game. They shouldn't be losing in games 38-3, to but I got to give them the benefit of the doubt because they won the game 35-17. to Man, what a show.
Browns win. Browns are one and one. Browns should have beat the Chiefs. Should be two and zero. It's a good feeling. It's good feeling in Cleveland. Thanks for listening to the Burley Gunner Show. Um, we are going to have um, Burley's bets back on today. Have a couple spots that I'm looking at. Really nice spots, actually. Maybe go uh, a little heavier than normal on one of the plays. So tune into that on the ClevelandSportsFan.com, um, Cleveland Sports Fan Network. The Apple Podcast page is the Cleveland Sports Fan. Check out the Facebook page as well uh, on the Cleveland Sports Fan, and also. The Cleveland Sports Fan Main Show with Scooter, Oshimaida, Dr. Dog, and myself. The flagship show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. That will be released tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. If you're in between, you know what I say. Do the math for Burley Gunner. This is the Burley Gunner Show. Thanks for listening. And go Brown.